Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From Los Angeles, California, and Maria Menounos, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV Spotlight On. Spotlight On is a long-form interview series featuring actors and TV personalities. And now, from the world's number one TV after-show platform, this is AfterBuzz TV Spotlight On. So we're about to start now, so I'm I'm gonna rein us in for a little bit. We are here for a spotlight on. I am Roxy Stryer alongside Ashley Daniels. Hi. Hola, I know. Because there's a reason we're playing the song. There's a lot of distractions right now. There's a reason we're playing the song. Because it's a Boston song, and we have the most amazing guest with us today. David Rappaport. Thank you so much for being here. For you Thank guys you for who don't know, he is an incredible casting director. Uh, he did 90210, Gossip Girl, Arrow. He is everywhere, and we are so happy you're here. We're so happy you're from Boston. Me too. You're one of us. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I found out you're a tribe member. Way to go. I feel really, like, I'm not Jewish. Okay, no, but it's, like, it's really fine. For me. Because, like, like I it wish is, I was Jewish. Will you make a spaghetti? <laughs> of course I'll make y'all make your meatballs whatever you want honey chicken well, then parmesan you can come you into like the tribe parmesan? I do alright you do. come over we'll, we'll do that right. okay Deal. perfect right. so right. like now you're a tribe member okay fine so That's all it took I mean it's a little more than that what does it take to be a tribe member you can't really answer I met Barbara Streisand if that helps I think that really helps <laughs> I did that's amazing. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you've done everything, and we want to hear about all of your work, okay. and we just kind of want to figure out more about what it is to be a casting director, what that entails, mm-hmm. and what your day-to-day looks like, because I feel like there's a lot of spotlight on with actors mm-hmm. and with executive producers, whatever, and we don't know that much about casting directors as actors, as aspiring casting directors, mm-hmm. etc. So what is it exactly that you do? Well, first of all, thank you for shining the light on us. I really, really appreciate it, and I'm sure my fellow casting directors do as well. Um, we are, as casting directors, the liaisons between the actors and agents and the studios, mm-hmm. networks, producers, and directors. We go out there, we scout, we look for people, we try and match people who match the essence of a character that a producer or writer has written for us. Right. And we audition people, we negotiate deals, we look for stars, we look for character actors, everything. Um, my job is different every single day. I'm looking for different types of people, different ages, heights, weights, ethnicities, everything. So it's something different every single day. And that must be very exciting then. It is very exciting, yeah. So how did you decide then? We know you went to Emerson. Yes. Another Boston reference there. We really appreciate that. And when you were there, Mm -hmm. you didn't know exactly what it was you wanted to do. I had no idea what I wanted to do at Emerson. Um, Everyone that I went to school with seemed very, very focused on being an actor or director. And I knew I just wanted to be in the entertainment industry somehow. And I didn't know 
in what capacity? Um, I was lucky enough to do an internship with Kevin Fennessy, who was a local casting director there. And when I came out to LA about, this is now 14 years ago, um, I did an internship with Mally Finn, who at the time was the biggest casting director um, of her time. She'd done Titanic and uh, Terminator 2 and The Matrix and LA Confidential. Judgment Day. And yes, yeah. And she was amazing and she was my mentor and I worked with her for about six years before going out on my own. But why did you decide to go to Emerson then, just to take us back a little bit? Because that is a school that's very specific to the industry or from what it seems. What what drew you to that school then if you didn't know exactly what it was you wanted to do? I knew I wanted to be in entertainment. I read Entertainment Weekly. I watched movies. I watched TV. That's all I knew. That's all I cared about. I didn't know in what capacity, I guess. And I also wanted to stay close to home. And so, and I loved just being in Boston. And it just seemed to make the most sense. It was really creative and artsy and um, and liberal. And, and it was a great school, great, great school to go to. I feel like it's one of those things where if you have an aspiration to work in the entertainment industry, but you're from where we're from, mm-hmm. you don't really know right. all of the things that you can do in the industry. You just think right. actor, singer. Mm-hmm. So for you, did you actually ever think about casting directing before you started working with no uh, that's a really good question because I didn't know it existed I didn't know what it was I had seen casting by or CSA credits I never knew what Mm. they stand for they stand for casting society of America by the way if anyone is interested (laughs) everyone's Uh, interested that's why we have (laughs) you guys are like the hidden gems that I think people like well, Lots I think a lot of people don't really know what we do, um, and it took me a while to really understand what the craft was and to sort of hone my craft and, and trust my own taste as a casting director and my instinct. So it does take some, some training and some experience, and, um, and it's, it's a hard career to find. I sort of feel like I fell into it. It's really interesting, though, Ashley, that you brought up the point that when you're from where we're from, there isn't as much opportunity. You don't know as much about what it is to be a casting director. But it sounds like you did find work there. You had your internship. So I I feel like that would make it all the more difficult to leave the nest and go somewhere. When you already have a job, you're finding work. Mm -hmm. What was it that made you decide L.A. is where you had to be to pursue this? There was more work out here, and it was the scope of the work. I was doing smaller independent films and industrials and commercials and some of the bigger films from LA like A Perfect Storm came out to Boston when I was there and me, myself and Irene which I worked on as well Mm -hmm. um, in extras casting but I wanted to do principal casting and the little taste that I got after interning in LA um, there was just no comparison it was just a bigger market there was more opportunities so Um, you had to come out here I had to and the weather was better obviously do you ever check the weather anymore? Come on now, no, California no. town. Yeah. Yep. I never checked the weather now that I moved out here. Because it's always nice. I miss Boston. Nice. I just don't miss the snow. Same here. Because yeah. I don't exactly. ski or snowboard, so it's like yeah, the snow there. will come, and I'm yeah, like, how I can't do anything. How do not do that? That's like so yeah. rare. I don't know. Can you guys ride a bike? Because then you have me beat. I can ride a bike. I, I, I just bought like rollerblades, too. Like a beach cruiser. You know, no, like but, no yeah. bike. Oh. Oh, I did. I, I meant to get paper towels, but I went and <laughs> I fucked me. I, yeah, I, I got that text me message. Too. I got that text message from her. Like, I just bought the rollerblades. And I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> Ash. They're like kids' right? rollerblades, too, but they're, they're I mean, amazing. a lot of fun in my kitchen. Good. That's all that matters. It really is. Yeah. That is all that matters. Yeah. Okay, so you decided to come out here because people don't really want to hear about the rollerblades for much longer. Is this true? It might not be. People won't know everything about you. So you come out here, though, and L.A. is so different than yes. home so freaking different yeah. did you have a support system out here or you just decided i have to be here this is where i can get more work this is where i can do principal casting mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna go and 
Well, I came with Emerson. My last semester of college was oh, with the Emerson right. LA uh, internship program. Because they have that program where you come for six months or... Yes. Yeah, well, well basically one semester okay. and you um, you do internships for credit and you take a class. And I actually interned with Mally Finn casting and right. with Party of Five. And Party of Five, my first day got canceled. And so I had to you know transfer my credit somewhere else and I just worked for Mally full time. Did the school and, hook you up with that, or how did you go from party? I mean, that's crazy. Oh, I was doing both internships, and then Party Five got canceled, so I had to then spend the rest of my time at Mally's to get the full credit. Did you feel discouraged? Like coming out here, you got this project. I'll be totally honest with you. The day that I walked on that set, they called everybody down to the set, and as an intern, I don't know how old I was, like twenty, twenty-one, thinking everything was about me. I thought they were going to introduce me to the casting crew, and that's why they were calling everyone it. to the set. And I was so excited, and I get on the set, and they announce to everybody at the same time that the show has been canceled. And of course, no one wants to have anything to do with me, and no one cares. No one knew who I was. And it was a really, really sobering Hollywood experience. I learned so much that day. Um, humbled you a little. It really, really humbled me. Knowing, um, like, it's just amazing. Yeah. Knowing what you know now uh, about how, honestly, I feel like casting directors aren't really given the, you know, the attention that they deserve. Mm. So knowing what you know now, would you, if you could go back, yeah. would you choose casting as your path in entertainment? Oh, or? 100%. You still, so 100%. you have a passion for it. I love it. it. Okay. I love it. I, because I didn't know what it was, I think I was, I was searching for it, and I'm so lucky that I feel like I fell into it in a way. Um I, there's nothing else that I could imagine doing. Um, what, what kind of person yeah. do you feel like you would recommend that career to then? So you going mm. back, you probably wish somebody told you when you were younger, this yeah. is the perfect career for you. Why don't you go about this? But how do you know if you would make a great casting director, if that's something you should try to pursue? That's a really good question. Um, in terms of knowing if you're a good casting director or not, I think... I, I was always the kind of person that was excited about feeling like I discovered somebody. If I was watching a movie or a TV mm-hmm. show, like I only knew about that actor. You know, I, I imagine there were hundreds of people that knew about that actor before I did. But I felt like this, um, I just felt this, this feeling like I only knew about them. I wanted to follow their career. I wanted to celebrate them. I wanted to um, be a fan of theirs. And so I think it comes from being a fan of actors, being a fan of good work, being a fan, um, not necessarily just of celebrities, but of, of performances and people's long-term careers um wanting to see them do well and i think you have to really love actors to want to get into casting Mm -hmm. and you felt that way even before you decided to go into casting you would watch something and you would say wow that's a great performance then you would go look them up or whatever exactly i remember names i would always win at like trivia games about movies or tv or broadway shows or whatever it was that i happened to be seeing at the time um i just kept files and ideas and and actually um my mom recently sent me my kindergarten report card which says david um he has like he puts on plays and assigns roles to others no way so looking back i guess it was sort of like it was in my blood a little bit yes yeah isn't that weird that's really weird yeah like you would make your own plays well i guess i would like you know pretend play with people and say you're gonna play this part and you're gonna play that part Excuse me. That's all right. So you were destined for it. I guess so. That's so. Yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. Just to think back, and I mean, you don't even remember that, but Not there it all. is. There, it's, it's it's proof. It's you have to frame yeah. that and put that on your wall. It's on my Instagram, but then one day I'll put it on. Oh my, really? Yeah. Wait, awesome. If everybody wants to go find that, what's your Instagram? Do, oh, is it I private. I should <laughs> look at. Oh, it's a no, private. it's not private. Oh, it's I not. think oh. that's just my name. I think it's just David Rappaport. R A P A P O R T. Okay, awesome. Then I'm gonna have to go check that out. Yeah. Not that I think that you're lying about it, just because it's such an amazing. 
question. No, I, I believe yeah. it. That's awesome. I think yeah. that we kind of all, when we're younger, mm-hmm. have a thing that we like to do, and mm-hmm. some of us are lucky enough that that thing can become a career. You know, Absolutely. which very which few is, people get that right. chance. Yeah. You know, just because you like to kick a soccer ball around doesn't mean you can become a professional athlete. But if if exactly. what your career, so that's amazing. The compassion that you have. Um, for actors like the, mm. the that you actually you really care about them yes. I can sense it I don't even know you and I can yeah. just sense that you love you know you you feel for them and you understand where they're coming from but mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong you've never you've never acted no so no. I mean, except for kindergarten I right? mean that's amazing because <laughs> a lot of people who are casting directors yeah. they have they were aspiring actors so they yes. understand or at least they've taken what, acting classes right or something. right and I'm yeah. sure that feeling of mm-hmm. being an actor and, and being in remind me I did acting for a little bit mm-hmm. very like two minutes of fame no but you know I, I know the feeling is very scary and so yeah. being on the other side I can imagine what they're going through but how do you have that that compassion for them and how do you kind of feel for them in the sense that you understand where they're coming from I think walking into an audition room has to be one of the hardest things um, anyone could ever do. You know, you're, you're, you're basically putting yourself on display. You're, you're crying. You're having a love scene. You're doing whatever that you're doing. And I just want people to feel comfortable. I'm, I'm all about people feeling safe and supported and doing the best that they can do. Um, it makes me look good selfishly. You know, it, it supports the project. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's... Um, I think it's a lot about really understanding how hard people work, how hard they study and train, and they take the craft so seriously. You know, I don't, I'm not an acting coach, I'm not an acting teacher. Um, I just, in terms of the human experience, I, I love movies and I love TV and I want to further that experience. And if I can do that by being kind to people, making them feel safe to express their emotions, like, there's nothing better than a great day of casting. It's like watching a day of theater. Right. It's watching people come in and just be their unique selves absolutely That's so cool. it's like you just know even though you never did acting yeah. and you're not an acting coach you right. just when you see something that captures you it's like watching a good movie you just know that it's that's it like it's there's nothing you, more exciting to me right so cool. yeah i read something that uh you said mm-hmm. about when people are auditioning they're not auditioning for that role they're auditioning right. for a future role and hearing your story now mm. and and knowing that party if I, it was canceled right. and you were probably scared shitless to be honest you totally. probably were like what the hell am i doing out here mm. and this is going to cancel but honestly the path that you went mm-hmm. very clearly worked out for you sure so i i think it's funny how those two things parallel that even if uh yeah. you don't get the role it's mm-hmm. it shouldn't be disheartening because the next role could be the right one for you and that role clearly wasn't absolutely i went on a general interview just a general meeting with warner brothers um i would say this was about 2005 and i thought the meeting went so well we all like laughed we got along there were some people from the east coast and I didn't hear from them for two years. And I thought, what did I do to no like, piss them off? Why do they hate me? Like, what wasn't good enough? And I just it went over and over in my head. And out of the blue, we got a call to cast the Gossip Girl pilot for Warner Brothers. And it What was do you mean out of the blue, though? Out of the blue, two years later, because of that meeting, someone said, we're looking for, kind of at that time, younger, up-and-coming casting directors. And we remember meeting with you. And we loved you. And we'd love for you to come in. That's insane. And, I mean, that was two years later. And I thought that was insane. But I'm telling you, I do the same thing now where I'll, I've been wow. reading some people for 10, 15 years now that I have never cast, but I think they're amazing and I'll remember them because they come in prepared and full of heart and full of energy mm-hmm. and they give of themselves in the room. And 
I love that. I love them. And I know I'm not paying them or giving them an, yeah. uh, a job. I'm giving them an opportunity. And so I remember when people did that for me and they still are doing that. So this so is I where keep it comes in mind. This is yeah. where you're, okay. That's unbelievable to me that they called yeah. you. What did you have under your belt at that point? So two years had gone by. Yeah. And what was it, you know, they, I'm sure they Googled you or something to figure out. They remembered you. Right, they loved right. you. But what else had you done or were you new? It was a bit of my pedigree from working for Mally Finn. And it was, um, and I was new and I think at that time the only the only sort of big thing I had done was this movie called Extreme Movie with Michael Sarah, mm-hmm. and we had read about like 1600 um, young kids at the time like this was Zac Efron Jonah Hill Andy Samberg before they they blew up um, all these amazing amazing actors so I I started to hone my niche on young actors I think right when I started on my own um, being you know 25 26 at the time really doing my own thing as a casting director so then you get this job as a casting director for Gossip Girl, which is, did, I mean, did you realize how huge that was at the time? Because no, Gossip Girl was gigantic. I rem- it, was, it was the same producers as the OC. And I remember in oh, the initial meeting, too. they said, we need to find, and at that, at that time, these actors were, there was nothing bigger. We need the, the next Misha Barton, the next Adam Brody, the next Rachel Bilson. And confidently, I, I was like, no problem. Like, I got it taken care of. Why did you say that so confidently? I don't know. I have oh. no idea. I wish I, I had it because, because then I said, oh, how am I going to find yeah. these people? Right, you right. know. And then um, the, the script was so God. strong <laughs> so and it was, you know, it was, it was good timing and the script was great and the producers were great. The director was great. It was just one of those things where it all kind of came together. And it, and I remember watching the pilot thinking, oh, this is bigger than I thought it was. This is not just a, a teen soap. This is. Yeah. Well, because you knew about huge. the books and you knew and you knew that this was coming from producers of the OC. So right. you had to have some idea of the gravity of being or asked to do this. Yeah. To be. Um, I, you never know going in. You know, yeah. I've also done some pretty big stinkers. I did the Wonder Woman pilot a couple of years ago for NBC, mm-hmm. which was a great opportunity and I had a lot of fun. But that yeah, was but a big giant up. mess. It didn't right, end up right, that well. Right. Um, so you never know. You never know. Who was the first person, if you don't mind me asking, no. who was the um, first person that you tackled? So you, you have this script and you sure. have to cast you know, Blake Lively's role, all these roles. Sure. Who do you go to first? Who Blake. You... Blake was the first person. Okay. Um, so you start with the, the biggest in a The sense. biggest role. Yeah. Okay. And then work around Is that always it. or is that just in It's usually game? always. Yeah. I, um, I We started with Blake and I think Penn was the last one to be cast. Not because he had the smallest role, but it was one of the harder roles to cast. Right. Where did you find Blake? Blake had just been in Accepted. She had worked a little bit. She'd been in Accepted and I think the Sisterhood of Traveling Pants at that point. Yeah, she was, yes. She was kind of the only person I could think of at the time. And you have to come up with a bunch of other people. And she was, if I remember correctly, the only person we tested for the role. Um, Wow. Yeah. Uh, If you don't mind me saying, though, it it was kind of ballsy of you to push for Blake and then I heard you push for Leighton and there was Everybody. a couple issues. Yeah. If this is the first thing, are, are you not scared that you're going to lose your job because you're you're fighting with the network, you're fighting with Purdue or whatever it is? I'm, I'm just assuming that's what I happening. I was scared every single step of the way, but I felt like if I didn't fight for what I believed in, then it was going to be a disaster and I wouldn't want to put my name on it. Um, How do you know what you believe in though? You know, you just see something and you know? You see it and you fight for it. Yeah. You yep. just have a passion for movies. I can just tell that you just, you just know. Like you, when you know, yeah. you know. It's an instinct. It's, and you have to learn to trust your instinct. Yes. You know, for a while I was I was afraid to speak up. I was afraid to find my voice. And I think that was really one of the first projects where I spoke and shared my opinion. And a producer, you know, with some great pedigree, listened and cared and did what I, not what I wanted to do, but, but agreed with me. And we worked Or believed together, in you enough. Believed in me and, and I believed in them. And, um, and, it, and in that process, I learned to trust my voice even more. Um, you're not always right, but 
you know, hopefully you got it right. I think it's like with acting, though. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you look for somebody to make a decision and to commit to that decision, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, Regardless absolutely. of what it is, at least they committed to it. So in a sense, you said, listen, this is it, and you're going to commit to it because all they want to know, because mm -hmm. just like you need to see that the actor that you're casting is confident enough and they can handle it, right. they want to know, are you confident enough and can you handle casting this? Absolutely. So it's kind of like it all full circle in a sense. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like it must be so difficult, though, because how can you be so confident in something when i'm assuming you get one episode couple episodes you know you're mm. not you're not getting the whole series and gossip right. girl which runs for years and years you know characters change and sure. you, you could be casting somebody who is a goody two shoes who got straight a's who in a year is a drug addict on a train somewhere you know sure. so how do you what information are you given and and how do you not completely blow that right. based on what they could be yeah it's a great Some, question. yeah it's it's a tough one you know sometimes um Sometimes they they write with one idea in mind and then it changes once they see an actor's ability. Um, oh, it changes based on they watch the, app, they the, watch actor, the actor that was cast. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but most times they end up writing you know a very specific arc and the and the mm -hmm. actor kind of has to fit into that. Um, that's a tough one. I don't know. I think you know there are certain people um, like Leighton Meester, for instance, on Gossip Girl. I thought her audition was great. I thought she was terrific. Um, did I think she was going to be what she became? I don't know. You know, I didn't know. I didn't really know what. I didn't know what the role was beyond that. I hadn't read the books. I don't think um, anybody could have predicted she'd become Blair. I thought her audition Blair. was yeah. awesome, but I didn't. But beyond that, um, I was I was not. I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but I was um, I was really impressed with what she did throughout the series. You know, because that is a good question. You don't know, and I think a lot of actors learn when they're on a series. I think not. I'm not talking about Leighton specifically because she was. Mm -hmm. um, really well trained but in terms of other actors they are a little bit more green and they get onto a series and they learn from other actors around mm -hmm. them and they grow and that to me is exciting do you like to yeah. do you get excited to watch because you know you know if it weren't for you that person wouldn't be doing this at that moment and this this wouldn't be happening with this person that like do you feel in a sense like playing god kind of like no, do you feel proud would you feel proud i feel at proud all? i don't i don't take credit you know i didn't um I mean, this would not be the same show if you did not cast it that way. Well, that's you incredible. should take credit. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It would be an entirely different show. Of course. No, that's true. But I think, you know, it is a, it's a huge team effort. And I think certainly if it's done well, hopefully I'm guiding the process. But it's, I think it's all of us really understanding each other and listening to each other. That's the writer, producer, studio network, what have you. I also read somewhere you were talking about how it takes about 45 people to sign mm -hmm. off on a role. Yes. Unbelievable. I, I mean... So what happens if somebody puts their foot down, the network, who, mm -hmm. and says, uh-uh, you know, you just keep fighting until they say yes, or you fold? You go back to square one. You go back to square just one. Just to yeah. specify, is this with, just with TV and, like, with networks, or is it with, like, so, I mean, soaps, too, and movie? Like, with everything. I, I mean, everything. I, don't, I don't want to say that specific number. Right, but, but it's around that. It's around that, I would say. I mean, there's a lot of people making these creative decisions and a lot of business people making these creative decisions. And, you know, you have to keep in mind this is this is a business first, and these people are protecting their investments. Mm -hmm. Um and so, and and everyone has a different idea of, of what, you know, um, a 20-something brunette looks like or mm -hmm. acts like or, you know. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, You're, hey. you're two, you hey, know, hey, on hey. paper, you could be very, very similar. But in person, you both have your unique personalities. And right. it's sort of which one of you, if I'm casting a role, fits more with the ensemble that I've cast already. Mm -hmm. um, who looks like somebody's sister that mm -hmm. they love right. and want on the show or they hate and they don't want on the show. And it's, how many times do you find people that look... I mean, even when you yeah. cast uh, Blair's mom, what was her... 
uh, the one who played Blair's Oh, Black. yes. Oh. I know. Like, per- yeah. I forget her name. Perfect. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. I know, I can't. Like, <laughs> yeah, but unbelievable. Yeah. Even with, um, what's her name? That played Margaret Collin. And even Blake's yeah. mom, the one who played from Melrose Place. Oh, um, Kelly. Yeah. Unbelievable. Kelly I mean, they're Leopard already Party. established actresses, but still, yeah. it's like you, you found people that, that look like them. Mm. That can, and that's I'm sure that's not easy because you might find somebody that's like, that's them. But and like, that has chemistry like that. Yeah. yeah, right. A lot of times, it's the, the unfortunate side of casting is the best actor for the role does not get the job. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn as well. Um, sometimes there's an actor that's more right for the role as opposed to being the strongest actor. And a lot of actors really go, they really um, self-reflect and they feel, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Like how you yeah. felt. Yeah, when you were exactly. Kidding. Yeah. And exactly. a lot of my friends are actors and I'll, I'm like, I'm like the therapist. I'm like, listen, it's mm-hmm. not about you. It's they wanted it's somebody with brown hair and you're blonde. And, yep. You know, but, but I, what's incredible to me about mm-hmm. actors, like real actors that are out here they've been out here I've met actors that have been out here 10 years yeah. they have such a hope they still have such a drive 30 years even yeah. it's amazing yeah, actually, that's the only way to stay in it unbelievable yeah. and I give them so much credit because mm. they can go in a room in, in front of you mm. maybe 10-15 times and they still have that fire and they still have that drive yeah but and they're not down on themselves. Absolutely. It's incredible. And I love that you see that and yeah. you, you almost... I, I wouldn't be afraid to go in a cat. Like, I don't know. I just... Some people yeah. are scary. Yeah, that's true. No, some people are scary. And they it's try true. to be scary, too. Yeah. You know, that's their tactic, intimidation. Mm-hmm. But I wonder... So mm-hmm. if there are so many people out here that 10 years, 20 years, they, they yeah. keep going... Is there ever an actor where you're like, I don't think there's a role out there for you? Or no. or there's never somebody who's walked in your room and you've been like, there's no way they could play anything? Like, no, oh. not at all. You know, There's all. no, like, what's his name from American Idol? She bang, oh. she bang. There's never, like, moments where you're like, <laughs> And even he has a top there single. There are moments. There are I moments. Mean, that they somehow got in the door, somehow. Yes. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be that. Well, yeah. I just wonder, when when should any of these actors say, you know what, I this isn't the right thing for me, versus... I just haven't found my opportunity yet. I wouldn't. I would never tell anybody to yeah. give it up. I think it's a matter of you have to stick with it if it's your passion. Um, you also have to keep, you know, uh, using that muscle and training. I see a lot of actors yes. just get very, very lazy. Um, also, I will say, you know, something that's really discouraging for me when actors come in and they're very needy, they're very, very desperate for the job. You can tell. You know, I've had some people um, just tell me some heart like horror stories and I want to help everybody you know someone said I like I personal life stories yeah if I don't get this job I'm not gonna be able to pay my mortgage next month and it's and it's devastating it's, it's like I'm sorry it's, but that's that's so, it is so sad it's so unprofessional time, it's super and it's, that's why I would be probably really bad at casting because like, I would feel like it's no, hard but it, and it's hard and, and you have to you have to kind of take that in and not take it personally and, and support them at the same time but oh my um gosh but I think uh, you know the actor that I want to cast is the person that comes in that is even even if they're a little bit downtrodden, they're they're themselves. They're not they're not needy. They're doing they're being them. They're doing their thing. Um, they get how the process works and they enjoy doing it. I think if you're doing it for because you you have to for the money for the fame, it's the wrong reason. And mm-hmm. I think you can get really really caught up in um, going in the wrong direction. Just to clarify yeah. though, by needy, so sometimes casting directors say, you know, we want you to ask us questions or we we want you to ask questions about the script so that we know that you understand and so that we can get you there. You don't mean needy in terms of they want more knowledge about the material. You just mean needy about their personal life. Like, like me, like me, love me, yeah, love yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's sort of like, it. that's horrifying. Yeah. If you were to go on a date with a guy right. and, and he was so desperate to Like that I had to be the you, one he married, yeah. Yeah, I mean, then you don't really want to have anything to do with that. It's a, it's just a weird, like, I don't know if it's an energy thing. You it's an energy it thing. Yeah. I, I remember being in acting class years ago and I remember watching, it was almost like I went there just to watch some of these really talented people. I found it so interesting. Yeah. And I, I just remember the ones that were so amazing were the ones mm-hmm. that would walk up, mm-hmm. they, like, 
you were scared shitless of them. You were intimidated by yeah. them. And they just, they did it and they sat down. And then the ones who, mm-hmm. like, got really talk, like, they talk a lot and they'd yeah. be, like, they'd be sweaty. You just, you could just sense that it was, like, they weren't ready. And right. how could you ever risk putting that on a TV? Not right. that, but, like, that situation. And that comes with practice and with yeah. going into a lot of rooms. But you're right. Like, as I said to you guys before, we're sort of, as casting directors, like, HR people who are sussing totally. that out. Like, I don't want to put you on set for three months with a director when I know that you, like... Are unreliable. Unreliable, not on time, don't know your lines. Reflects on you. Yep, absolutely. And that stinks, because it's... It's like when you recommend someone for a job, too, like some other stuff. Exactly. It's happened before. I know, and it's crazy because the audition process, people think it's about only the words that you're saying, you know, and there's so much more, like you're saying, being on time. Mm Mm-hmm. Knowing, having everything memorized and being yeah. present, uh, knowing the material you're working with, mm-hmm. doing your research, making sure that if you if you have something on your resume, it's actually legitimate right. and that you right. have a transportation or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what kind of tips, because a lot of our fans are aspiring actors sure. or whatever, if they do one day, mm-hmm. uh, they're lucky enough to be in the room with you and they're mm-hmm. auditioning, what do you want from them? I want them to have fun. I want them to play. I want them to listen to... To the reader, I want them to take direction. Um, a lot of people come in and and are scared, and I get that. And that, again, as I said, it comes with you know just going in the room several several. I mean, several times. Excuse me. Um, I um, I want them to to love acting. You know, when you go and you see a great performer on stage, whether it's an actor or a singer, a rock star, whatever, you love watching them because you can tell they're in their element. Right. I want to see people who are doing what they love to do that are in their element that are like, this is an opportunity to act. It's not about getting the job. It's about, I got to learn sides. I get to hide or be in some sort of character, whatever the word is. Um, and for me, that's fun. And it, and it makes my job um, makes my job easy and it makes me look forward to coming to work when I know that people are giving 100% when I'm giving them 100%. Right. Absolutely. How, how yeah. important are improv uh, skills? And do you ever utilize them and say, you know, go off the script for a minute? Let's for say, auditioning? Yeah. That's and just in general. Yeah. So just to know that they can handle if something gets changed quickly. And, and then they can deal with it. Yeah, yeah more so in... In comedy, I would say, than in drama. Yeah. In drama, they really want them to stick to the script. Right. Um, They're paying those writers a lot of money. they got to keep the script. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I will say, though, that a lot of times, you know, we don't get much direction, let's say, if a director is in another city. So we just want to get a sense of the actor's range and ability. So I may just throw something at them, like, just try the scene as if you were drunk. I don't even know if oh, it's right. It may not be so right for funny. the scene. But just to get a sense of can they do something different or did they just practice this in the mirror and it's the only one way they can do it can they take direction in general exactly exactly that's so cool what what is the one so if someone walks in and they're doing mm. an audition for whatever you're something you're casting yeah. something um, they've already received your sides the night before i'm right. guessing now have you ever do you often say you know what i i'm doing something else and i have to like can you just hold on a minute and you go get something else and you give them like two minutes and then they go do that Oh, like new material? Yeah, like you're like, oh my god, but you're perfect for this other yes. thing. Like, oh. oh yeah, yeah, that's happened a lot. Or yeah. for a different role in the right. same project. Yes, yeah. And then you'll and do you have any more? Do you give them a little more leeway and a little more like? Oh, totally. Because you of know that they didn't have it. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I heard that the this could, I could be mistaken, but just for nine hundred two one zero fans are watching, mm-hmm. did that happen with Silver's character? She auditioned for Annie or something. Um, I don't know because I came on the first. Ep- I came on the pilot, but after the series regulars were cast, so oh, the first okay. character I did was Jessica Lowndes and Kellen Lutz. So. So how does that work then if you come on after the regulars are already cast yeah. what's the process like I'm sure it's different for you it's, it's different but it's uh, it's kind of just jumping into this animal I mean that was a different show because there wasn't I don't even think there was a script when they cast the series regular so it was all sort of <laughs> wow. new to everybody the showrunners 
that hired me were new to the show. So if there's no um, script, what is that? Just breakdowns? Of- they There's breakdowns, and then they I think they had fake sides. Maybe they used sides from the original show. That is insane. Yeah. So now you so you were responsible for two actors on that show. No, no, no. I, I did Not all even... five seasons of, of 90210. I just didn't do the series regulars. Okay. But I okay. did do the pilot, which I know is confusing because okay. I the series regulars were cast before the pilot was shot. Okay. And then I came on and finished out the rest of the cast for Got the pilot, it. did that, and then did it for the rest of the five years. What was years. the most challenging role on that to cast? The most challenging role, you know, I think... Or like what type of role is more It was in season five, it was, we had had so many similar roles of sort of like the good-looking guy, the good-looking girl. And at a certain point, I, I felt like we had seen kind of everybody out there. So it was a matter of like, who do you want from column A? Who do you want from column B? Right. And, you know, 90210 is a very specific world. You know, you're, you're selling a fantasy. You're selling Beverly Hills. And so everybody down to the, the mailman had to be beautiful. And it's it was a challenge in general to find a cast each week. You know, we had about anywhere from three to... 30 roles per episode um, and you know really finding beautiful actors that fit into that the tone of that project um, that was a challenge yeah you would think it would you know you'd find California, them all over LA, I know but, well yeah. I think that it's interesting though a lot of your projects have similar mm. type roles so yes. it's probably really nice for you because you get to learn so many people in that type oh absolutely so even if they were perfect for the role except their eyes were blue and you needed brown eyes right. then the next time that similar role comes up do you go back to them you you look through your books and you know that that's the person to go to okay will you always hold auditions anyway or sometimes you'll just cast somebody because you one time audition them for something else and you think they'll be right for this that happens sometimes but most roles we audition um because the the producers or the studio or the network want to hear it read out loud um you just want to see them in that character what about for people who are unwrapped or Mm. people who know about you and yeah. they they want to get to know you they yeah. they're trying to get you to see them mm-hmm. what can they do because there's so many actors in LA what sure. can they do to be noticed by you do good work i mean i don't look at just represented actors by any means um there's a couple ways of doing it certainly there's actors access which is a service where you can post your own headshot and mm-hmm. submit to breakdowns that we release online so you release um, some of your breakdowns to some actors. of them yeah. interesting are they very specific though like can play the trumpet and five yeah foot if two. i'm looking for something <laughs> very specific usually you're right like yeah. and it's a specific look or something that's right. when i'll release it um but I will look – I mean, I, I look. I'm trying to think. Like, I just – I saw someone on Vine the other day that no I thought way. was really interesting. I know UTA just signed someone from Vine. I mean, eight-second videos. Um, I watch Funny or Die all the time. I watch web series all the time. Um, they – they're it's a, it's a different world, you know, from when I started in casting. And oh, yeah. studios and networks are expecting us to look everywhere, under every rock, internationally, what have you. So it's my job to seek people out who are doing good work. Um, and whether or not – you know, whether you, you put on – a, a show at home or you you know you film something on your iPhone it doesn't matter what the the medium is anymore so um, you see somebody on YouTube say mm-hmm. and you're like wow this person is freaking amazing oh yeah you sometimes you'll reach out to them yep and you'll say, can you come That's in for insane. an audition for this? Can you imagine? I saw somebody in someone's Instagram that I thought had, like, a really good look, and I reached out to them. No. Yeah. It's, I, um, I would probably piss their pants. I would think that it's fake. Yeah. I would be like, yeah, sure, you're Dave Rapport. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, you're Dave Rapport. Okay. Do people, then they respond like, to you? like, come to my place, oh, and yeah. you're like, what? 
I won't not to my place, but it's <laughs> <laughs> in my office. Yeah. Come have a drink now. Yeah. <laughs> and the network and everybody they're okay with that because you're gonna audition them, so they're okay with wherever you find them, just bring them in. If they're the right person for the job, then yeah. they're the right person. Like for for CW, for example, what's so great about it is that we are looking for a lot of younger people. So they're gonna be greener, you know. We're we're gonna oh, surround yeah. them with other more experienced actors who hopefully will bring them up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're younger people don't have as much training or experience on the set. And so I have the opportunity to really discover people. Um, whereas I wouldn't, you know, and, and some other projects. Who would you say is that. your most, it's, I know it's probably hard to pick one, but who mm-hmm. is somebody that you've discovered that you're still like proud of? Yeah. Very proud of. Oh, that's the most good, I don't want to pick. Anyone, but you can pick but a few. You don't have to pick one. They're all yeah. listening right now, so you better be careful. <laughs> it's, all like, it's obviously me. It's obviously me. <laughs> um, you know, like I said before, like you I can't. Have to tell me. I don't want to take credit for any for anyone. You're you know, so I feel like everybody's like done done stuff. You know, we we all kind of do it together. So I I feel I just feel proud for of everyone really that I that I have cast. Um, yeah. I just I know how hard it is, what the struggle is to go out there to kind of like pound the pavement and. I think it's great. I just support them for continuing. And, How do you yeah. feel about um, so with casting workshops? Do mm-hmm. you do like those casting director workshops? Very rarely. If it's if it's education based, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy doing. It. I had a really really bad experience my first workshop. What, what um, happened? It was I don't want to say the company, but it was it was one of those things where a a woman who was. A woman was basically sold something that a false dream and something that I that I knew at the time she couldn't afford, and it really really broke my heart. And I saw someone taking advantage of her, um, not in any sort of physical way. Oh, you're but, saying you mean, like someone told them if you come to this casting and, workshop, and pay Dave's this gonna... money, you will become a star, and promise them things that just because well, they're expensive. The casting really and really you, expensive. You, oh, it's ridiculous. And you knew, and you did you you witness this or you heard about it? I, I witnessed it. I was I was in the oh. room, and it was just it was one of those things where. Um, they, they made a lot of promises, mm-hmm. and and I knew it, it it couldn't possibly come true, and it just seemed really really shady, and I was scared they for a while. Shady. But I will say there are a lot of reputable companies, and it is a good way to be seen if you focus on specific casting directors or casting associates, yeah. um, especially associates. I feel like or it's yes. great to go to their their workshops, um, and. I know one yeah. is very good. Connect Studios. If anybody's listening, that I know yeah. they're real. I know they're fan. I know they're very good people. Okay. My friend I, works there. That's why. I was just gonna say, <laughs> um, and we are not getting paid by I'm them. I'm not to say really that. not actually. Um, I was just gonna say, and sure, I'm gonna sound like a stalker now because all the quotes that I'm pulling out of here. But okay. I, I read that you were talking about going to the associate. Uh, casting directors workshops because mm-hmm. these are the people who are trying to prove themselves and exactly. they are so into finding new people mm-hmm. so that your associate they can come to you and be like look who I just found right. and try to impress you so does that happen sometimes where people under you will bring you somebody all the time. and all the time we cast several people last season on the tomorrow people um, that my associate Krista Husar had suggested that she had seen or had met before um, we had a reader who was at a a workshop. Um, one of my associates found her at a workshop, brought her in to be the reader on an ABC pilot we did um, uh, two seasons ago. She ended up getting hired as a lead guest star on that pilot. Um, Jackie Salito, I should mention, also is my other associate. That's She's amazing. Awesome. But, um, it's uh, yeah, it's you know, I, I need those eyes and ears. I can't be everywhere. I want I want to hear from them. And a lot of these people are either not represented or not represented enough, so they're not being pitched to me. So I need them mm-hmm. to go. You know, find those other people. So you send them to these workshops, or they are they sought out by own. the workshops. I think they're my associates are sought out by the workshops. Yeah. I don't send anybody. You're too, honestly, in my opinion. You're like 
Like, oh. you can't go to workshop. Like, you'd be, like, you'd be attacked. That would be like, the emoji <laughs> on the iPhone that's like, like... no, seriously, though. You'd be, like, I mean, really, anybody who wants yeah. to do acting, like, that's... I mean, I can't imagine... Like, oh, well, thanks. I mean, but, seriously, though. Like, I, I it's know. it's a great time. I do feel like if I have an opportunity to go, it's great, because you really do get a lot of one-on-one time to work with an actor, whereas in an audition... Help them improve. Yeah, it's really, really quick. It's really quick. What about, like, are, are people trying to bribe you with things ever? I mean, I know that yeah. you, you were here. You told me that people are telling you these sob stories, which yeah. for, I can't even get over that. I'm still yeah. stuck on that. But what about, like, learning what your favorite book is and bringing it to you or something? Teacher's pet. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of that. And, like, and it's, it doesn't feel genuine. It feels a little bit weird. And, um, and I will say, you know, if you haven't booked a role, if you're trying to get someone's attention – it's not appropriate to send gifts. And I always say this, people will send cupcakes and we will rip the headshot off and we'll eat the cupcakes. Yeah. Um, Why do they send the cupcake? Because they think it will help them get noticed? Yeah. And, and I understand, coming from the East Coast, I'm sure, sure. you can understand, like, thank you cards. You would appreciate those, right? If, absolutely. If it just if says you thank cast, you, like it was a good experience. If you experience. came in and you booked an audition, send something. Absolutely. If you came in and auditioned for something and it was a good experience, send a card. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to get our attention... Yeah. Send a picture and resume. That's it. I think otherwise it's it just doesn't seem professional. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's good that you say that because a lot of people don't know that. Right. They don't. They're, yeah, they're not they're, doing they're it to be mean. They're putting their savings they're just, and they're no. trying to... No, and that's the thing. I want to protect them because it's... Yes. They're spending so much money and it... Right. What yeah. is the best usage of their money then to take mm-hmm. acting classes? Acting you know, classes. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So even working actors that are booking things that you've booked for multiple different things you still suggest that they take class when they 100 percent. even if you're on a series you should still be in class because you can also yeah you get you can get a little bit lazy playing the same role doing the same thing if it's a formulaic type show um i think it's important that you're always stretching you know your skills do you ever deal with actors that they walk in and you feel like they feel entitled because they somehow know you or they've been cast by set or they're a little higher up on the food oh, chain? Yes. Or it's LA. Yeah. Oh, and you'll feel like they walk in and they think that they own the job? Oh, yeah. And that's Absolutely. unattractive. I'm it's unattractive. I mean, I okay. think there's a difference between confidence when you walk into a room and cockiness. Yeah. And cockiness is unattractive. Oh, yeah. 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 What about type actors? How do you feel? So I've heard mm-hmm. that type actors work the most, like Kramer, like people who yeah. are like a character actor. Mm-hmm. So do you ever find that somebody's really like a this like a like a Jennifer Aniston's always in love movies, you know? Right, Wait, right. Do you find that that's those people work the most? Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's easier to cast them because you know specifically in, where they're going to fit. Um, that happens to casting directors too. You know, I've been sort of in a in a bit of. Um, I've been typecast, I guess, to be doing sort of teen or young adult sort of things, and mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's also hard to break out of it, and it's and I see a lot of people kind of struggle to to try different things. What's your dream job to cast? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, Pressure's would, on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to do a, a, a great comedy, like a really. Um, oh my god! That's, that's so my, different. That's, than my, than that's I love comedy. Forget I love comedy. It. Like yeah. she and I, like we just yeah. We, well, she catches me up all day. Comedy. Oh yeah. my god! Please, I we just sit and we make each other laugh all day. And uh, like I, the only movies I like to watch, are it's comedy. a Boston thing. It's a Boston. Like, you Boston. get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do one. Yeah. It's okay right. if you're not from Boston. You could still potentially yeah. be funny. It's just like less likely. It's, you it's know? very right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that that would be so fun. Do you know Rana and Bev? Do you guys watch them? No, but I know Lucy. They, it's um, Jessica <laughs> Chafin and Jamie Denbo, and it's what? UCB, and they put these two. They're women in their thirties. Okay. They play women in their sixties, like Jewish women in their sixties, and they do a show at UCB, and I think it's hysterical. Oh they're from God. Boston. They do. If you're not from out here, it's like way. an improv troupe, oh, upright citizen. But it, yeah. no, it's just fine. We gotta look it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna go see that. What a riot! Oh I, my god! But it's so different than the stuff that you do. So mm-hmm. you're saying you feel like you've almost been typecast as a director because you're really 
really damn good at what you Thank do. You. So it, yeah. it's not that anybody is insulting. It's that they see you did great sure. work, so they want to keep adding you for things. But do you feel like you want to keep doing stuff like this also, or you're done with this? No, uh, I could do it for the rest of the time. Oh, okay. I love That's it. Awesome. It would just, it would just so be cool. nice to, to do something totally out of my comfort zone and totally you different. Love. And I have done comedies before. Mm-hmm. I would just love to do more. And you've done features yeah. also. Yes. And how do yeah. you feel like the process is different for a feature versus a pilot or a whole series? How do you feel It's like- slower. TV is really, really fast. We cast an episode of TV in like three to five days and a, a pilot in five weeks and a feature could be like three months or longer. If it's independent, it could be seven years. It really depends. You know, if you're trying right. to get financing. Um, if it's a TV show, the show is going. You right. know, there's, there's a rhythm to it. Um, TV, I'm sorry, films could take forever so yeah oh sorry go ahead uh, do you not prefer one or the other they're just different or they're just different i think right now i'm in the tv rhythm and i like working really fast i, I like being say. done with the role right but in a week. still like do yeah. you feel like the pressure kind of if you didn't have that pressure mm-hmm. for a deadline then you would not to say you but do you feel yeah. like procrast- procrastinating may come about because you're like oh i have a year you know i'll find not her, for me because i feel her. like i would cast a movie in a week because i'm like <laughs> in that rhythm right now yes so i would do it i'm already fast. thinking in my head like chat like all our friends that are like like actual producers like i'm yeah. like i want to like movies i'm like that's what you want to do you want to no, and i like oh. get you oh, okay. oh. Mm-hmm. not that i know enough that i'm anybody but oh of course i'm just thinking you're, you're somebody you're awesome oh whatever yeah. so okay <laughs> you're so cool i'm like he should be you should oh, be doing okay. movies you are pretty cool you've been good at scary movies too i've done a lot of scary movies i don't have the stomach for it and what i'll tell you is because i don't watch any of the movies that i cast because i'm terrified of them but I look for, oh like, the relationship in them. Like, the, this movie, The Strangers. I don't know if you ever saw yes. it. Yeah. Tyler yes. and Scott yeah. Speedman. Um, I loved that script. I thought it was so beautiful because it was about a couple that was breaking up. And so, for me, it was finding, like, that was the heart of the movie. The rest of the stuff I didn't know or care about. That was special effects. It was blood. It was gut score or whatever. Um, but I thought the story was really, really beautiful. And so, I look for that in a script if I'm doing a horror film because I don't have the stomach to watch it. Well, that's very rare. Well, something yeah. like that you have more time movies. for, you're talking about. But yes. it, I'm curious, like, if you're working on a show and mm-hmm. you have three to five days to cast something right. and it is like Siamese twins with tattoos on their necks yep. and and two different colored <laughs> yeah, eyes. Exactly. Yeah, but, but what yeah. do you – do you ever – are you ever at the deadline and you're like, holy crap, what am I going to do? I have nobody to present right now. Yes. No way. <laughs> and, and then what do you do? You, 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 always, you always find someone. You yeah, know, right, that was right. something someone once told me like it's – and and it and it relaxed me. Um, you there's there's always someone out there that that will work. It's a matter of um, you just keep charging ahead. You know, there's never an empty slate. It's it's there's always somewhere else you can look. Um, it doesn't mean that it's easy or always fun, but it's it's there's been some really really challenging roles. Um, Ed Westwick, for example, just to go back to Gossip Girl, yeah. did not have his uh, visa or paperwork ready when we were going to start shooting. Oh, my gosh. And I don't think it came in until, like, the day before he started shooting. I would have broke my heart. I and, love him. Yeah. And, and the producers, they they loved them. They would not watch any of their tapes. They didn't care. They only wanted him. And the network is saying, but he may not be available. Like, we need to find someone else. And it was – we all knew he was the one and only for that role. Um he was hard to beat and we didn't we could not beat him we didn't find anybody that, that I thought was worth casting over Ed so luckily it worked out but do you ever feel like if you do get down to the bottom line and, mm-hmm. and it's time to go you find somebody who's good enough but mm-hmm. if you had had more time you really feel like you could have done a better job maybe they have to rewrite a line because that person doesn't have the right color hair or something it's it's happened yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't happen a lot but it has happened I mean you're doing so many different roles you know and it's moving so quickly so things yeah 
have to change. We actually had to recast one girl because on 90210 she looked too much like Annalyn McCord, they thought, in the scene, <laughs> and it was confusing. And it's so funny. after they you already her cast hair, them, yeah, to make her look different. And she was, it was a really small part. Um, it was a great girl, but um, she just looked too much like her. Right, and, right. Yeah. How often does that happen where you cast somebody and yeah. they actually start filming and then you have to recast Replace them? Yeah. I think that's only happened once for me actually on on the matrix sequels i did um the matrix revolutions um Aaliyah mm-hmm. passed away um and another actress passed away uh, in the middle of production oh. and so we had to recast those two roles um and then on another series someone we had to just recast because they didn't think they were right after they shot it are you but... responsible for telling somebody if they are still alive and still cast that they don't have the role anymore? No, not directly. Okay. Not directly. Yeah, um, you're yeah. so sweet. I can't you're imagine. Pretty- I know. You'd be like, <laughs> listen. Like, I, you're you so can sweet. get it done. Do you have like a a hat that, because you, with us, whatever, yeah. you, when we don't want anything, you don't need anything, yeah. you can be as nice as you want, but yeah. when you are in the office, is it like straight business or do you try no, to joke no, no. around? I, I have fun. I have yeah. a lot of fun. I also work with Lindsay Baldessari, who's incredible. Oh, yes. I don't know if you guys have met her. No, I have never met her, but okay. I've heard of her. She's a casting director, right? She, yeah, she's a casting director. Is it commercials me. that she does? No, no, no. Oh, she works with me. Oh, she does. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. That's how I know the name. Never mind. But I've she's... heard the name. Whatever. <laughs> I don't, I'm not in that world. I don't know, but I did hear her. You know everyone. If you ask her, she'd probably say something different because I feel like we show each other every color of our emotion really? you know because you're in the trenches yes. together but um how do you guys get paired then together um she was actually my intern no at way. mally finn's back in the day along with olivia wilde what and, yeah and i'm trying to think who else Wait, olivia um, wilde was your intern yep yeah, and erica silverman who's in casting so wait, she didn't even want to be an actor and then she became no, an she, actor. Wanted no, she, to, she wanted to be an actress from the so beginning so you would hire actors in your place like yes. now uh, so? Not, I don't have um, actor interns now. Yeah, but I was I, this say, was that back might be when hard. I was at Mally Finn's. She okay. was her intern because yeah. you you don't hire them because you feel like they are, have an end goal that isn't beneficial to your company or what? No, um, it, there's a weird thing going on with interns right now. But but basically, I will have actors come in and be readers. I want when an when an actor comes in to audition for producer, I always have an actor read opposite them. So I bring in actors all the time to be readers. Um, so I feel like it's a watch. great way for them to learn, and I can also sit back and watch. But yes, it's um, I think it's amazing that you do that that you care so much about the actors and that they give their best performance because bringing in somebody who is not an actor Mm -hmm. you what are they supposed to play off of a brick wall exactly so i think that's really important is there are you ever in a pinch and you had to read for something yes yeah i have and i will try my hardest oh my god i want to watch yes i did it for one day or two days i like when i first moved out here i was looking for like a job and i think i knew one of my friends was an actor he's like why don't you try this yeah and i went and i was the reader yeah. and i like i was having a blast but i was totally oh, not so even listening. i was like this is awesome and the, yeah. the, they were you know i, I felt well, bad for the there's actors there's no pressure on you there's no oh, pressure yeah, yeah. I, don't even wanted to, I wasn't even good at it. i was just like yeah, yeah whatever but, but it's draining because you want to give tiring. them exactly. over and over yes exactly. and i felt bad because when they would leave mm-hmm. you know the casting you know everyone talks they, they all talk it's an unfortunate they would all talk about them you have to discuss you have to pick it apart yeah yeah absolutely and you just see some people in there that i'm just i don't envy in terms of like how you the decisions it's sometimes there's so so many that are so good yeah how the heck do you do it it's heartbreaking unbelievable i've read stories about actors who will come in the room Mm -hmm. and they will blow the casting director away and they're so nice and they're so talented and Mm -hmm. they want to give them the role and then afterwards the casting director will go outside and will Mm -hmm. talk to the girl that was running the books or whatever and she was like wow that person was such a bitch like yeah. so mean to me and then they won't get the role because I I, yeah. I feel like you have to you can't be putting on a show in front of just one no, person no absolutely you know? not absolutely not does that happen for you ever family. you're not gonna 
it, people are very nice to me now, but I do have a story from when I was an assistant oh, where we gotta hear it. I, yeah. um, <laughs> I was taping an audition. This was a producer session and I switched out with another assistant when an actress walked in just because we were switching off duties mm-hmm. and the actress came up to me afterwards and she said, excuse me, why did you leave my audition? Um, and I said, oh, I, I just had to switch out of tape or something. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, oh, what, what do you do here? And I said, oh, I'm the casting director's assistant. And she said, oh, God, I thought you were someone important. <gasps> and, and I like, Are you making that up? I she said, swear, I thought you were someone important. I feel bad because you know that she probably regretted it the second no, she said no. it. No, no. People who say things like really? that, no. People okay, who say things know. like I'm, that I'm, don't have I going on up there. That's the most disgusting thing yeah. I've ever heard. Like, and how it's, can you say that? And it stuck with me for a while. Did you tell the casting director? I, I told her not to tell on her, but I told her in the sense of like, I can't believe this just happened. I'm yeah, this is the kind of person she is. Imagine how she treat PA. Did she say sorry? No, no, no. Oh, what a Well, and that's the other thing because I, you know, as assistants or interns, you're the eyes and ears of the casting director and you're looking to make sure these are kind people. They're not screwing with other actors in the waiting room, which is really important to me. Right. You want to know that you're hiring really good people and you're meeting them very very briefly you know there there are a few actors that I have seen over the years and I've gotten to know them but a lot of them are newer to me and you just want to make sure you're hiring good people what are they um, like to you now? Like some of the ones that you've cast that are now blown up. They send up. cupcakes. No, the ones that have blown <laughs> uh, up. Like are uh, they still the same? Have you, have you ever seen, no specifics, yeah. have you ever seen anybody change? Yes, 100%. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's really, really unfortunate. The person usually that's like the first one to the table read when they first get cast, you can't get them to go to the table read at the end. It's not always the case, but it's really See, that's a loyalty that thing with, with us from Bot. I'm yeah. just saying like I feel like you, you probably hold that very uh, as a standard like you know loyalty just being from the east coast like you have each other's backs like you saw them at the beginning why would they not unbelievable and it's almost like you you're like why the heck you can't tell that what people are gonna turn you know it it bites them in the butt because then you're not gonna cast them again exactly and so honestly so I, I see something like um on Arrow you cast Katie Cassidy, yeah. and she was also yeah. um, previously on Gossip Girl, on Gossip Girl yeah. as Juliet. And yeah. so I'm thinking she must have done a kick butt job. Yeah. She, I know she did it on screen, but off screen she must have been a blast to work with, or you wouldn't have cast her. Absolutely, again. Mm-hmm. she's Katie's amazing. She's great. Um, we actually, I think we had tested her for Gossip Girl um, originally for the pilot. Um, so she's kind of been in the family, so to yes. speak, for a while. You tested um, her for a role other than what she ended up playing. Yeah, oh. she, uh, I think for. Blair, I think we tested her for. Um, and, you know, it's like Stephen Amell on Arrow was right. on 90210. That's where I met him. Um, Grant Gustin, who was coming out in The Flash, was on 90210 as well. Um, I met so a lot of these people. people. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, they do a good job for me one time, and it's mm-hmm. like, let's keep them going. So yeah. what kind of a person would see that you are somebody who uses people over and over, and then they would try to burn people you like that? People don't do their homework. A lot <laughs> yeah. of people that act... They they think it's just about the craft, and they don't think it's about the relationship, or they they mm. don't think outside the box. It's like it's your whole package, your yeah. brand. I don't need people to be like my best friend. Either, no, and you don't want that. Yeah. I mean, or, I'm your best friend, but that's a no, different hey, story. That, like, well, yeah, like, the role's yeah. already taken. You're the yeah. best friend, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But anyway. I I feel like it just puts you in a position that is awkward for you because yeah. why you you put this person there, so they should be a little grateful. Yeah. And if they do a great job, you should be a little grateful. You mm-hmm. know, it, the respect should go both ways. There are some people that are absolutely amazing and do mm-hmm. remember it and say something and there's people that don't and I try really really hard not to take it personally but um, you know you live and learn and move on what kind of advice can you give to aspiring casting directors out mm-hmm. there uh, like what is important or a lesson that you learned that you mm-hmm. want to teach them that somebody at a Mallet or whoever sure. maybe told you one day that you're like just know this going into the room 
Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, there's there's no end to it. I think, you know, first of all, devour film and television. You just have to love it. You have to know um, what you like about it and why you like it. And you have to um, go after, you know, Mally, what, what she did was she went after people like David Gordon Green, who mm-hmm. before Pineapple Express and, and bigger movies um, was a guy making indie movies, you know, for for no money. Um, she, she did a student films when I was there because of directors that she believed in. So find these people early on that you believe in and kind of hope to stick with them because I think as a casting director you make your career by your relationships and people hiring you over and over and over again. So I think if there's if you have friends and you want to cast their things or you want to reach out to a director or a producer that of something that you've seen, um, you can reach out to them on Facebook, on Twitter. I mean there's there's no excuse to not connect with people directly now, which it, I didn't have coming up. Um, right. You know, you could send a letter, but no one really ever responded to that. Can you imagine what your inbox looks like? <laughs> oh, you, I, like know. I think my phone's yeah. like off. Forget it. Yeah. You, I, you really? Do you ever just turn your phone off for like ten minutes though? It's really difficult, <laughs> but yes. We haven't yeah. picked up any calls since you've been at the table, so I we appreciate that. Yeah. Unbelievable! Of course, of course. Oh my gosh! We'll take it. Okay, yes. so we're we're wrapping up here, yeah. and I want to know where, what kind of work can we see you doing now? Do you have sure. any projects going on? Yes. Um, and any final words from you? I'm going back to Arrow tomorrow for our third season, so that'll be on in the fall. Awesome! Hell yeah, you are! Really oh my excited. god, that show is so good. I'm so glad you like it. Oh. We love it. And um, and The Flash is a new series. It'll be on in the fall on CW also on Tuesday nights at 8. CW's and, hogging you a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we yeah. did the pilot, which looks fantastic. There's a trailer online. And um, I go back to that, I think, at the end of the month. Great. You're a busy man. Yeah. I'm having fun, though. Having I a lot love of fun. it. You yeah. can tell. It's not even like work to you. It's like pet, you have a passion for it. You don't I even do. really... I'm very, I'm very, very lucky. But I will tell you, it, it was hard figuring it out and finding that road um so it took a lot of time and patience and um i just encourage anyone else who's doing it to just you know keep keep at it yep and yeah. i i just had because i was thinking about it and yeah. i would kill myself if i didn't ask yeah. so you have to be picky with the products you do now because i'm sure you're so desired how, yeah. how are you picking these ones then you you seem to pick amazing shows that all work oh, thank so. you. i love pop culture so anything that i think ha- will resonate with um you know a lot of people. Yeah. I, I love being a part of that. I love seeing the stuff that I do in Entertainment Weekly now, you know, which is what so I used to cool. read as a kid. That is so um, cool. So the, these are shows that I feel like, you know, going back to Gossip Girl, which was really one of my first, you know, experiences as a solo casting uh, person. Um, I, I love being a part of something people are talking about. And so that that has something to do with it. And then also great material and great people. Right. Um, I'm so lucky right now. I know everyone says this, but I really am working with great people who love what they do. I don't know anything about comic books, but they do. And they're so passionate. Cool. And that's what I respond to. So Yes, exactly. Yeah. Where can we find you on social media? So I know this is a hard question it's for you a, really a little bit. But... <laughs> um, I mean, I am on, on Twitter at Rappaport Casting. Mm-hmm. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T Casting is probably the easiest. And you're on right. Instagram. And on Instagram and Facebook, David Rappaport Casting. Great. So they can figure out everything you're doing from yep. there. Yep. Awesome. Lots and Ashley, where can we find you? At yeah. Miss Ashley Daniels on Instagram and Twitter. Amazing. And you can find me at Roxy Stryer. And David, one more time, thank you so much thank for coming you. in. Was, you were really so much fun. So cool. And I appreciate, again, you guys shining a light on casting directors. It's Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Everybody yeah, we should get know more, about it. You know, but we started with the bang. I mean, we started with the uh, best. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, we did. And thank you again to Roya and the booth for helping us out. Thank you, you were Roya, awesome. for putting up with me for two spotlight ons in a row. Oh, <laughs> you Four are things. nothing to put up with. Oh, and and oh. once more, thank you to David Frickin' Rappaport. <laughs> David Frickin' Rappaport, everyone. Okay. Until next spotlight on. Thank you.
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.